This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Original podcast with Justin and Nat, and I think y'all can tell and you can hear that the vibes are very good over here. They're better than very good. They're like next level immaculate. Um, I don't know some crazy, just <laughs> high level great vibes. <laughs> Spectacular. Spectacular. Was Draymond right. thing absolutely Draymond thing used to be absolutely amazing. Now it's absolutely beautiful. He says that all the time now. The vibes <laughs> are absolutely beautiful right now. Oh my gosh. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, you know what I did tonight while I was watching the game, Justin? I would um switch to the heat game because they were playing the bucks Mm -hmm. whenever the warriors start to piss me off at any point during the game i would just switch and start watching the other game for like a little bit and then i would come back i mean i kept looking like at the score and like watching like on my phone but it's just i would just switch it from being the main game on my tv because they had points tonight where they were like getting on my nerves Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I'm feeling good. The Dubs won. We're up 3-2. This is where we said it would be and needed to be. And now our guys got one more game. They got to win one more game to advance to the second round. After starting off down, going down 2-0, mm-hmm. whichever way you want to say it, after the season that they had, just getting Andrew Wiggins back before, who has looked amazing in this series all things considered gp2 <laughs> coming enough. back hella late you know what i'm saying like draymond green suspended and getting ejected i mean what haven't we had in this series justin this year like what hardship has this team not faced and they are still standing 
up 3-2 against a very young and very good Kings team with a chance to, to win at home and close out this series on Friday night. Shout out to the Doves, man. Shout out to the Doves. They keep doing it. They they just they just have it. Like there's no other way to describe it. They just whatever it is, they just got it. Like <laughs> they they have won so many games and series. Well, not series, but they've won so many games they shouldn't win. Or like they're just just it can go either way and they just come out on top somehow. It's just it's crazy. What it's a crazy. blessing to be a fan of this team. It really right. is, you know. I know like people like to say like, oh, Warriors fans are bandwagons, they're this, they're that. And, you know, I don't ever pretend to be a lifelong Warriors fan. I have definitely been with the Dubs since the 2012-2013 season, um, you know, because Steph was like one of my favorite players and I just used to watch him. And then I just like sort of like kept watching the team. And it would be like, oh, Clay, oh, Dre. And I just like like them. So then I just start to watch all their games and I start to go to their games. And then it was just like, all right, I'm with this team. So yeah, it was like when they were coming up and trending up, but it was definitely before the championships. And I felt like I grew with this core, with this version of the team, you know? And so, but it's like, I never had that before in basketball. Like I used to always be jealous when like people were Bulls fans or people were Lakers fans, you know, cause even with the Celtics and I think everyone knows, I say this, like, I really like the Celtics. They're also like one of my favorite teams, but I wasn't around with the Celtics, like <laughs> right. in the, those early days. In fact, I hated the Celtics in the eighties. Like truly I like the Celtics cause Kevin Garnett is one of my favorite players. Like, you know, if you ask me my top five, Kevin Garnett is always in it. So when he went to the Celtics, I started watching. And then I used to be, he's done some like shady things in his personal life. So I can't mess with him anymore, but he used to be a huge Rondo fan. You know, I love point guards on my list. I think Kevin Garnett is the only one who's not a point guard because I love point guards. So, you know, they're just my favorite players. I love them. And so Rondo was like one of my favorite guys. So it was like, oh, KG and Rondo. So then I would just watch the Celtics more. And then I like the Celtics too. So, but I never had like one of those teams, you know, like where people just like, or one of the guys, like, even if you didn't like the team, you know, I feel like everybody was like a Jordan fan. I hated Michael Jordan. I mean, I was a big Magic Johnson fan. And I guess you could say like, yeah, a lot of people liked Magic, but I wasn't a Jordan person. I wasn't a Kobe person. I wasn't a, a um, LeBron person, right? Like a lot of these guys that are like kind of more relevant now, you know, I wasn't even that big of an AI person. And I actually went to Temple in Philly and he used to be on my campus. He used to be up there with the car and all the dudes would be around like, oh, yo, yo, it's AI, it's AI. And all the <laughs> girls would be like, oh my God, you know, that's just so cute. And I'm like, oh boy, like I used to roll my eyes. I did not care about that man on any level. So I never used to care. Like I used to be like, Ugh. I mean, I thought he was cute, but outside of that, it was just like, I don't know. I just never had like an affinity for any of those players. So like, to finally, so I used to envy the people who had that, right? Because this is like, everybody loved these like iconic players. I, I never felt like that about them. So it's like, I felt good like with Steph, where it's just like, he's one of those guys. I finally have one. I get to experience with like all those Lakers fans felt with like the Laker dynasties and, you know, all the, the Bulls fans felt. So I love it. I know it won't last forever. I know it won't last forever. You know, but it's just like, 
it's it's amazing to be a part of it, like to be a fan of a team like this. Yeah, you summed it up perfectly. Like, not everybody gets to experience like what we get to experience, and as far as you know, seeing this team come up from where they started from to come to where they are now, and they just keep delivering time and time again. Like when you think the dynasty is like on its last legs, they're just like, nah, like we still in this shit. Like <laughs> the performance that they put on in that fourth quarter, like towards the end, you know, they had some boneheaded plays, but they just make huge play after huge play. Like, and it's just, it's commonplace now. Like you just expect it, right? It's, it's it, you expect it, but you're always surprised when it happens. You're always excited when it happens because it's not guaranteed that they're going to be able to keep doing this stuff. And they just, they somehow are still doing it. So like, hell of a performance from those dudes they always come through and this is why we put so much faith into this team that's why we say get to the playoffs healthy you know avoid the play in and then somebody got to see them seven times they got to beat them four times like it's hard to beat them four times because they do shit like this like what they just did tonight is hard to beat them four times so we just gonna stick with them and until it's over like because yeah yeah it is what it is on a night where, and even though you wouldn't know, because like as our title here says, Curry's 31 points leads Warriors past Kings to take 3-2 series lead. Steph had 31, but it wasn't a efficient Steph Curry-like pretty 31, you know? But whatever. In the playoffs, you do what you got to do. You get it done. But he wasn't shooting the three ball that well, right? On a night where Clay was in foul trouble, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, but they find it. And he, I mean, he still, Clay had 25, but it's like, Draymond steps up big tonight, not just defensively, but offensively as well, right? Like he hit a few threes, you know, um, the shots at the rim were falling. He was a threat to score. And when he is a threat to score, whether he's actually even doing it or not, that opens up so much for this mm -hmm. team, right? And so just, it's always about that core. It's always about that core. And then Andrew Wiggins is just solid. I mean, he's part of the core now. He's, to me, in my opinion, he's part of the core. Mm -hmm. um, even if you look at him as a bridge between the old, the old core and into the new generation, he's a part of it. I mean, he's just been so steady and so solid. And then, of course, Looney, right? And just tremendous. Like, he's out-rebounding Sabonis. You know, and we we talked about rebounds on this podcast. You know, we'll get into that a little bit later. But I'm just saying, like, it's just and even Jordan, you know, him getting to the line, you yep. know, Huge. him attacking. Right. Like, this is what we need from him. And he did it, you know, even if his three wasn't really falling and just, you know, like he does boneheaded things, but he also comes through for this team. He's won a championship. He's a championship. And he's bringing that pedigree to this, you know? So just special, special performance and, and you know, by them to, like, go in there, go into hostile territory, withstand, you know, the, the King's hot little shooting streak to start the game. And, yep. you know, then Harrison Barnes interrupting their run with all these free throws they wanted to award him to get to the line what was that in the third quarter yeah that shit was wild. mad annoying <laughs> he was being mad extra too with stuff i'm just like 
I'm not feeling your energy. There was like one point, like he like did this thing to Steph or whatever, like tried to have like this kind of aggression. I'm like, carry me, like, relax, Harrison. <laughs> like, calm down, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Was not feeling him all that much. So, I mean, and I, to me personally, I felt like I could tell that the Kings were getting rattled, right? Like, they barking at the refs. They, you know what I'm saying? Like. Because they just, once the Warriors took the lead, I don't know if they ever lost it again. I think it may have gotten tied or within one, but they just couldn't like get past them, you know? And it was like, they'd have some little runs and get close or within one or tied, but they just were never able to like regain that lead, you know? And, um, you know, they quieted, the Warriors quieted that building. <laughs> You know, they took that game. And I, I, I'm i going to be really interested to hear what the um, Kings are saying in their post game. But I know they feel all kinds of shook. Like, they're not going to say it. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, they looked like it in the fourth quarter, to be honest. Like, Monk was the only one that looked like he really you know, was in control of himself. Everybody else was just kind of flustered. We saw Darren Fox making uncharacteristic mistakes. He had six turnovers tonight. Um, Sabonis was really a non-factor for majority of the game, even though he had a decent stat line. He was just – they were just letting him do those type of things. You know what I mean? Like, he was getting open shots all game, but he wasn't really in the mix making shit happen, for real. Um, yeah. yeah. And just everybody else just seemed like a little bit off and shook other than Monk. And then it showed up in the plus minus. He was the only positive player on their team. And this is what I say about, like, you know, when Chris, our our, our boy from Hoop Spaces, is all this, people aren't scared of the Warriors. They're not scared when they up. <laughs> when, it's, when it's early in the series and they got their crowd. Right. When it's tight. And now you face an elimination. We're mm -hmm. going down 3-2. Let's see how you are then in those moments. Right. When it's 2-2, back against the wall, must-win game, really on either side. We we know who won't come out on top of that. Like I said, this team just – this core continues to to deliver, like, in those situations. Until they don't do it, we're going to always believe in them. Believe in them. Um, and this is why. Like, we, they just showed us. This is why. From the time I heard that video with Herder talking about, we need to win a game. Well, now y'all do need to win a game in their building, but we need to win a game. And, you know, I just said, oh, yeah. They're already, <laughs> they're already nervous. They're already nervous. And people, you know, corny people on Twitter try to come at me like, oh, my God, there's nothing crazy like that. He wants to win a game. You want him to, like, go down? You're missing the point. That's not the point. Is, is the way he talking. And then they were saying on the broadcast that like Mike Brown was saying like he could see some of the guys were down about losing that game, which understandably, you're upset about losing the game. But it's different. It's different, you know? Because I mean, like when the Warriors were down 2-0, it's not ideal, but they were like, you know, it's a new challenge for us. <laughs> right? Something Check we've never box. done before. <laughs> box. Check off the box. Never started a series 0-2. Well, they got an opportunity to run the table after after going 0-2 and just having a fresh slate at that point, right? Clean slate. Yeah. 0-0 zero, zero next, next round. If they can close it out, hopefully they close it out in game six. And 
Yeah, new life again. And the Warriors continue their streak of winning at least one away game, one mm-hmm. road game in every playoff series that they've played in. Unbelievable. Tremendous. Right. Tremendous. Crazy. Absolutely <laughs> insane. Like, didn't the well, the Bucks just lost? Did they win in Miami this series? They won one game yeah. in, in Milwaukee. No, that was in Milwaukee. It was the game without Giannis, too. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. So they've had Giannis back for a couple of games. We're going to talk about the Bucks later. But they had Giannis back in game four. Mm-hmm. And then they went to game five. No, they had. Okay, so the first two games were in Milwaukee, right? So mm-hmm. they lost game one, won game two. Then they went to Miami, lost both of those games. Right. Giannis came back in the fourth game. Okay. Yep. So they were down 3-1. So he played, he started game one, got hurt in game one, then didn't play the rest of game one, didn't play game two, then game three. Came back game four. They should have tied it up then. They went down 3-1. Then they had a game on their court tonight, had a big-ass lead, went into overtime, and still blew it. Crazy. Crazy. And people always try to point to, oh, the Warriors are lucky, and they, they always get a break when they run into adversity and stuff. Like, Ain't the Heat missing Harrow and like they yeah. got a they're an eight seed. They got Depot a Depot just went drafted. down. Oh, Depot just went down, and the Bucks just got spanked. Like what the Warriors are doing, you still got to go out there and beat teams. Like you still got to go out there and win. And they consistently, whether they get thrown a, a bone, quote unquote, or not, they deliver. Like so, I'm not trying to hear anything about how good the Warriors have it when we when we routinely see shit like this where the Bucks. One seed, we don't well, we don't see this all the time, but a one seed losing to an eight, right? Like if Steph ever, ever <laughs> did that, the I Suns out there barely able to beat the Clippers without their two exactly, top stars. Exactly. Barely able to get past them. Like, come on now. Come on now. Like this we can't take what these what these guys are doing for granted. No. Right, and I guarantee you, if they run the table and win another championship, the start of next season is going to be a bunch of Giannis is the best player in the world, KD's the best player in the world. It's going to be a lot of that when we just watching like over time at the time at the time again. These guys deliver, Steph delivers, like, and that's why Clay was mad about not being on top seventy five. Exactly, because you know what, you know what, let me let me like put some respect on Clay's name because. I have been, I don't want to say guilty because it would suggest that I don't know how great Clay is, but I've tried to, because you know how people try to play up Steph's help when it's time to say like what he's done. But then when it comes time to give his teammates accolades, they don't put them top 75. They're Mm -hmm. not as good. Right. And I tried to say like, well, Chris Middleton, Chris, is that right? Yes. Okay, because you know I call him the wrong name sometimes. So Chris Middleton, I was like, yes, I get it. He's not as good of a shooter as Clay, And I do think Clay is the better player. But in terms of the help that he offers in the postseason to Giannis, it's comparable. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, especially because when you look at like Clay's, you know, production in the postseason, Clay has been inconsistent sometimes in the playoffs, right? Like we really got his best playoff run probably in 2019. And then he went down with injury. Right. 
Um, but if you actually look at like the output from them, right? Like what both players give, their, st- their stats are comparable, you know? Mm-hmm. But Clay has these big moments, you know, that just stands out and everybody remembers. So they act like, I was like, you're not getting game six Clay every game. Right. <laughs> if he was that every game, he would be like, <laughs> the Warriors would have won a championship every game. I mean, every year they win a championship. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, you know, I had people telling me like, oh, you're being disrespectful. No way. And we won't have you put Clay Thompson in the same sentence with Middleton. Whatever. Like, I know the point that I was making, but I'm going to say this. Like, Clay Thompson ain't passing up no ball (laughs) at the end of the series. (laughs) You know, like, that ain't happening. You know, he going to shoot that ball and take it. And we going to live and die with him taking that shot. rather than passing it up to Grayson Allen to not even get off a shot. Yeah. What is that? I don't know what that is. Championship medal. Right. They go for it. They're not afraid of the moment. They don't care if they're down. They're going to talk. Facts. They They have pride. And they're the ultimate, like you just said, they're the ultimate shot callers. Like they're the ultimate we're going to do this and then they do it. Yes. <laughs> you got to respect it. Like it's it's literally just it's just hate if you don't like the Warriors. I get it because if you're a fan of the team that they've re- repeatedly beat, then you're going to have some resentment there, but you got to respect it. Like look at what they do. Like <laughs> this is cr- they call their shot and they hit it every time. You got to respect that. Like hey. And then they're just like so freaking entertaining. Highest right? ratings. And how many freaking years? And the, the Kings are going to think hit. it's about them. It's not about y'all. It's not about y'all, Kings. Like, that shot that Clay hit in the corner where they, they really just needed buckets down the, down, the, down the stretch, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, come on, man. They I mean, deliver. Dudes have no fear when they're At out all. there. No fear. Nothing. And I mean... I'd be like in my room, like, oh my God, my heart is like beating fast. I was like, how do they do this? How do they go out there and perform under this kind of pressure? It's incredible. They just cut different, cut from a different cloth. They they really are. And I, Clay and Steph, the Splash Bros having fathers from past areas who are eras who are NBA players, I just think does so much for them because they just understand this and get this in a way that their peers, some of their peers can't, and that we we don't either. Mm-hmm. And I think them not being super highly touted recruits or like prospects out of high school and even well out of college, they were both lottery picks, but they probably should have went higher in their drafts. You know what I mean? That that chip, the ultimate chip that's on their shoulder is going to stay there. You know, because they still get slighted to this day. For sure. I mean, like really how many backcourts can you actually argue in NBA history are better than them? Zero. None. Just leave it at that. Leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. There's no other backcourt. Like, I can't think of one. I can't think of one, like, yeah. And, you know, the last thing I'll say is, you know, obviously we still have a long road to go to try to to get to number five, but um, there was some news that came down about the Warriors wanting to 
retain Draymond Green's services <laughs> going forward. And then also there was like another piece that dropped talking about, I guess, a time where he basically was allowed and permitted to yell. Jordan Poole again. You ain't see that one? Oh, no. At some point, like, he went at Jordan, I guess, about, like, something he was doing, not doing, or whatever. And Jordan, like, took it. And, like, he had Steph's blessing. And I guess, you know, (laughs) he's been given the reins to be Draymond again. But, um, whatever. Um, But, you know, what was interesting to me about that article the one about that they want to like continue with him. Cause I mean, I just feel like that's, that's, that gives you an insight into like, of course, where they're going for the future. But I also feel like that's probably a signaling of, in my opinion, that they're going to maybe like approach how they support this team in terms of the players around them mm-hmm. a little differently, you know, because that they're putting that out there because you're, you're not going to be able to do another season of the core with what you had this year. And granted, like Moody will be another year older and he showed promise and mm-hmm. JK will be another year older. That's true. And we have Gary now. I don't know what's going to happen with them, um, you know, Dante, but I'm just saying like, I think if they do this and they pull it off after everything it took to get here, like I just cannot, imagine you know the front office being like okay let's now not try to do anything to like really support and help you guys so Mm -hmm. i don't know but i do excuse me feel like that kind of coming out now is like a signaling too of like where they're headed for the future yeah i agree i mean i'm sorry if you're trying to retain dre and go in on him then you're not leaning all the way into the youth movement either right I mean, once they traded James, I think that was a clear indication that they're trying to move into a direction that better supports the the main guys. And that's what they should do because the main guys are going to do stuff like they did tonight when it matters most. Um, I like mean, you well, said, we got another two, three years out of them, you think? Oh, yeah. I think so. I mean, because you, you do have the guys that are in that secondary and tertiary timeline that can kind of better support them. We see Wiggins is still getting better, right? I don't think he's at his absolute peak yet, right? Maybe that comes next year or the year after that. Jordan is still getting better. Um, You know, Looney's this is as healthy as he's been in his career. Like, he's playing 30-plus minutes in playoff games, and he's, you know, he's getting close to his his peak if he's not already there. So, and obviously Steph is not slowing down yet. So I think they got another two, three years in him for sure at a high level. And like you said, Moody and Kaminga are going to be years older. They should, like, it will be an absolute failure if they aren't contributing, um, you know, next season in a major way, like pushing 15 to 20 minutes consistently a game and playing in the playoffs. Like at that point, you got three years of development. You you better be able to get some playoff contributions out of them. Um, and then you just fill in the other pieces based on skill set. Like they need some front court shooting. They need some front court finishing and, you know, if Dante's gone, you're going to need some another ball handler in there somewhere. But, yeah, the formula is there. Like, the formula is pretty simple considering they got so many pieces already in place and so many, you know, skill sets that are already filled. So it's, it's, good, to, it's good to hear it because you don't want to go into the offseason 
not knowing like whether or not they'll be trying to keep Dre or not and all the rumors about that stuff like you got to keep this core together as long as they as long as you can really in my opinion yeah 